0: Well, good morning and welcome again to Press Church. My name is Sean Lee and I'm the lead pastor here and I just want to welcome everybody to church. Uh, Also, those of you watching online. uh, Thank you for joining us. If you are new this morning, we're so glad that you are here. Uh, We have a QR code that you're going to see up on the screen. This is for everybody. Uh, If you take your phone out and pick up that QR code, it gives our weekly bulletin so you can know exactly what's going on here at Press. There's also links for you to uh, join us in a few different things. There's links to join a life group. We've been in the series One Another and we've been encouraging people to step into community. So if you are not in a life group, there's a tab there that you can click on and say I wanna join a life group and we will help connect you. Likewise, uh, both myself and Pride Pastor Jason, we will be out at the Connect table after service if you have any questions uh, in getting uh, plugged in here at Press. Uh, The other thing you can do is you can give through this tab. If you call Press Church home or somebody just wants to be uh, generous today, uh, there's multiple ways that you can give. We have a text to give number that you'll see. We have a box by the back exit that you can drop and then you can also give online. As well. Uh, your support means so much. And part of the thing that's great, and that even in this series, we've started this press uh, stories uh, addition to our uh, current series. And it's really celebrating what the church is doing. It's celebrating how, how you as a church are blessing people and how this church is helping to grow people in their faith and provide an environment that they can do that. Uh, and so when you support press, you get to support that. You get to support a church that's doing things that's blessing the community, uh, that's helping people come to know Christ. And so that is something that we uh, love for you to join in and be a part of doing. So as we continue uh, in this press, this new press series, it's press Stories. Uh, another it's one another. We've been talking about how do we interact with one another? What does Scripture say? How do we do that? Uh, it's hard. To deal with people sometimes and we all are like yes exactly like people can be annoying they can be frustrating and yet scripture talks about how we you making fun of me over there (laughs) you guys are talking to each other we've got another story today but it's not quite that time I know you guys are excited for that but with this Press Stories, every week we have another couple, another person from the church that we are going to be interviewing and have you get to hear their story. And this is something that uh, brings me so much joy is for you guys to hear uh, how we are impacting people's lives. Uh, last week we had Adam and Jess and you got to hear their story and that was such a blessing and so meaningful uh, to me personally. But also I think it's great for you guys to hear just how God is moving uh, and impacting people's lives. So this week we have a, another st- Another message, another story. Uh, And this week we're really going to be focusing on um, the next generation. Like, how are we setting up leaders, uh, not only in the older ages, but uh, throughout? Like, what are we doing with our kids and younger, our our press kids, our youth, uh, our young adults? How are we pouring into them and and creating a community where they can flourish and they can uh, strengthen their faith? um if you are new with press today pretty much every week we have our teaching team get in a car we hop in the car we put up some gopros and we talk about the message for the day so let's go ahead and watch this video
1: young is relative youth Young, well, young i suppose yeah if you're young, young if, if you're uh if you're the 80 year old amongst two 90 year olds then you're the exactly you're the young one yes
2: the young <laughs> Buck, young is relative i guess i have been around long enough to see different waves of how younger people are treated in church mm. yeah and and it's interesting to see it's pretty much hasn't changed <laughs> every generation you know actually like, ah oh, we we gotta. We're gonna change the world, and every younger generation thinks they're gonna change the world. You know, and they've got all the answers, and they're gonna do it. And all the older generations are like, eh, whatever. Trust me, we it, don't.
0: It's not gonna work. It's <laughs> not even that. We the same thing. We don't like it. We don't like what you're doing. Yeah. So no, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, we've
2: got the answers. Could you just be quiet for a little while? Get a little older. Take, and you'll understand. Take the young optimists yeah. that yeah.
0: care and have
2: Beats so them. much passion <laughs> and just. Right just tear them down yeah. I mean that's what we've been trying to do with you Sean <laughs> is that what that is uh, it's in, all in Christian
1: love yeah. yeah I think there is it kind of goes both ways because uh, you know a, a lot of times uh, young people in their youth I know I was I thought I knew everything I yeah. thought I knew I thought I knew how to do it the right way you know and so of course uh, you eventually learn I think most people do that you don't know all the things you thought you knew yeah. you know uh, yeah. but yeah I feel I feel like that does kind of solidify into the sense of uh, it, it kind of just becomes an older mentality of no we've got it figured out right we know right. how it really is you yeah. know right trust and, us right and right. and I don't know that that's necessarily true either right. you know
2: so well when you do that you totally negate the feelings the passion, the gifts yeah. of the next generation.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that that's where the church, I think, has too often failed the next generation. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I know so when I was younger,
0: I was like, I don't want to forget how I feel right now. Like, don't, yeah. don't forget this. <laughs> um, and I've tried to hold on to that of, like, um, and why I value younger people is because, like, I remember a little bit, like, I remember a little bit of what it was like to be there and feel like you had something to give, but you weren't taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And that that's the, the big thing of like, how do I um, take them seriously, knowing, you know, knowing they wrong. have a lot to give. <laughs> 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 yeah, yes, that they're idiots. And <laughs> no, but like, there is something to give. Yes, there's naivety. Yes, there is uh, rough edges and
1: mm-hmm. ignorance and whatever. But. Um, I, I always told myself, like, don't don't forget that. Yeah. Well, we have been asking for stories. We've been asking for particularly stories about how press has impacted people's lives, being in a, a body of believers. And uh, we have a story today, so let's uh, check it out.
0: All right, you guys ready? So today, this morning, we have Tori and Spencer let's get can you guys give a round of applause for them to be willing to come up here and share it's always great because I'm like when I get people up here like now you know what I see every morning or every Sunday morning I guess but so uh, Tori and Spencer just recently engaged their, uh yeah <laughs> she's not excited right no Tori and Spencer have been it's been really fun getting to know them more they started coming consistently in the press earlier this year, um, Tori had helped sing a couple times last year, and she was always a little, little hesitant, we'll, we'll probably get into a little bit of that, but it's, uh, I'm excited for you guys to hear a little bit of, of their story, and uh, their interactions with you guys, and with, with Press Church, so uh, before you get too much, Tori, why don't you start, and give us just a little bit of like your, a uh, little bit of your story, and maybe some of your like church experiences in the past.
3: Cool. Um, So, yeah. Um, I always grew up in a Christian home, but I never really went to church with my parents, Um, and so I really didn't go to church at all until me and Spencer started dating in 2017, and he dragged me to his youth group, which was extremely overwhelming, because he is like extrovert whatever so everyone's like hi spencer hi spencer how are you how are you who's that who's that and so i met so many people that day which i'm introverted so that was a lot for me so i was kind of like okay like this is something different um <laughs> this is church yeah this is yeah. church um and so it was a little off-footing but um i decided to keep going um which is just so fun. The first time I went, we had worship, and I sat in the very back row, and it was a very dark room, and I just cried, the whole time. And then I like quickly ran out and I left, and I was like, "Mom, can you come pick me up? <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on." But I know now that that was God, like trying to be like, "Hey, girl." Um, is
0: that is that the voice that he said? Yes.
3: Hey, That's hey, he hey, girl. Okay. Hey.
0: I, haven't, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that one. <laughs>
3: So yeah. So if you hear
0: "Hey girl," that might be God trying to get yes. your attention. Just just,
3: just watch out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So I kept coming, um, and then I got put onto the youth worship team, um, and just did that for several years. Um, we went to like, two or three different churches. Um, both we were there for at least two years, but. Both we were, or all three, we were extremely involved, very plugged in, uh, which is awesome. I love serving. It's so fun to just meet people and use um, the talents that God has gifted us with. But it was very hard at the same time. Um, Church hurt is a real thing. Um, (laughs) So I personally experienced a lot of that. Um, Not intentionally. I feel like a lot of it is never intentional, but it is just... It happens um, so I kind of found myself in this like routine habit of serving and serving and serving and serving but I wasn't getting filled up myself so I was extremely just tired and over it and I just didn't care and um, no one was just kind of there to be like hey like are you good like let's work on this um, so <clears throat> excuse me I um, yeah, so I just experienced a lot of hurt, and then I, in turn, experienced a lot of anger and frustration that no one was kind of noticing and there to pick me up and there to nurture me um, because church is a community and we're supposed to care for one another and do all those fun sorts of things, and I wasn't getting that. Um, so that was that. Um, I stopped going to church for about a year. We kind of church topped a little bit, but we weren't really going. Um, and then Dylan. Our worship leader, who I've known, we both have known yeah. since like junior high, um, <clears throat> he always helped when I was a worship leader at my old church. He always played guitar for me. So when he was here, he's like, Hey, I need a singer this week if you want to help. <laughs> and so I came and I helped, and I was like, Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, it's okay. And um, I was a little off put by Sean. I was like, What? <laughs> Sorry. I was like, I don't. I think I like him. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, just, I don't trust him. I don't know. And Spencer at the time was like, Really? I love that. He seemed really cool. And then after I had served a couple more times, we switched, and he was like, Yeah, you're right. I don't really like him. And I was like, What? I actually like, like him now. Like, he's really cool. Like, I totally misjudged him. Uh, <laughs> my bad.
0: So, if you don't like me at first, give me a little bit of time. Yeah, I will, give I, him I some swear, time. I will grow on you. I will grow on you. Yeah. <laughs>
3: So, yeah, then we started coming regularly. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're cool now. Like, everything's Every, good. Everyone's, like,
0: uh, nodding their <laughs> head. Like, you're right. I, I did, did not like him very much.
3: Yeah, so that's a little bit I feel bit the of love. My, I feel the love. Yeah. it's a little bit of my story. It's a, it's a long, complicated journey, but so, that's the small version So with of it. that,
0: so, all right, so you, you went through How would you say, like, press, like, how would you say, like, press helped create, like, a space for you where you could, like, You know, fast forward, we're like eight months down the road from that, like how has press been meaningful to you or created a space that you feel like you can can be in?
3: Um, I would say I, it wasn't for lack of people here trying. I was just due to my past very like off put. I felt like it wasn't genuine, and this just wasn't right for me. Um, And so Sean and CR actually messaged us or came up to us or whatever, and they were like, we want to take you out to Bob Evans for lunch and get to know you guys. And I was like, that's weird, because I've never experienced that. It's always just been like, oh my gosh, that's the pastor, and he stays up on the stage, and that's how it is. Um, So that was very weird. And so we went out to lunch, and I was like, This man is trying to poach us right now which is like a church term like if you can serve you were not at
0: another church at the time so don't say i was poaching well
3: whatever but it was like well he knows i can sing and he knows he can do
0: i just wanted you guys for your stuff right yeah i wanted you to
3: yes well that's that's always how it's been for me is she can sing she's the singer not it's tori and she has this gift and wants to help people um so i was always just viewed for my gifts so when he was like yeah, we want you to come and get involved, and he said he just wanted us to come. He didn't need us to serve, but my brain was like, he just wants me to sing every week, and which I loved doing, but I was just, uh, I was nervous. Um, So anyways, we went out to lunch, and um, it was just very genuine, and I felt seen and cared for, not just for the singer but Tori who can sing and who loves to sing and who loves to pour out her gift and help others and talk like it was about me it wasn't about what I can do to grow this community um, so yeah that's kind of that was my turning point like I can be safe here and pour out my gifts while also being cared for as a human being and that was not really anything that I've ever experienced before so I've just been very grateful here and I've met many of you and you're all just so awesome and kind and it's just been a really incredible experience so
0: yeah nice that's awesome yeah I remember so we had that we went out in December we went we did Bob's in December and I was like you take some time you know you don't have to commit to anything and then in January your school started back up, and she got busy, and she's they like-
3: ambushed me.
0: I did not ambush you. <laughs> so I was just checking, I'm like, hey, so what's going on? Like, you know, we'd love to have you around. And she's like, I just don't know if I can sing every week. And I'm like, I never asked you to sing every week. And I was like, you know what? I was like, why don't you do this? Why don't you just take January and just like, don't even sing, like just come and be in community. And I think it kind of like threw you, cause like you didn't know if you could like trust it.
3: It was weird that you were like following up and didn't need anything. <laughs> you were like you can just come like, yeah it's, yeah it was very weird for me yeah well, I'm good thanks <laughs>
0: and now and now you're here and now you're here and you you serve and you sing and you get the you help with youth you help I mean you you very very helpful I I believe that I guess for me part of the reason why I approach that of caring for people is I feel like when somebody has a gift they can't help but use it. The, eventually they're gonna use their gift but if you care about them first It'll get to a point where they are joyfully doing that. Like it's, it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're a testament to that. Yes. Uh, Sp- Spencer, you, you've been quiet, which is really odd because if you know Spencer, he likes he he'll talk.
4: No, I don't talk. Yeah,
0: you're gonna be all soft. <laughs> so Spencer, I want to hear a little bit. Sh- share a little bit of your story, like. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, church stuff or just kind of life in general. Share. Us, yeah. Let's so. Know you. Uh,
4: I grew up in Greenwood, Indiana. Um, my parents were over the youth and the kids' ministry growing up my whole, my whole childhood. And when I turned 10, we moved back to Ohio. And we, we were jumping around a couple churches just trying to get a different feel of where my parents wanted to raise us, me and my siblings, and what felt like home. And a couple of the churches, we wanted to start little community groups, little like home saturday morning just like coffees talk with the guys the moms and the dads and basically told us that they have to attend our their church for over 10 years to do anything if you know anything about me is if it's 10 years you better make me breakfast on saturday (laughs) and feed me uh so we definitely left that church and we found this other church and we were we felt at home we hopped around a little bit more but this was the church we wanted to go to and through the whole I'm 22 now. now, so about 12 years, I've stayed in contact with that church, and I've helped on the youth ministry, I've traveled on their youth ministry, and I've always been in church. Uh, if it wasn't youth group, I was helping. I was an intern, but I was in the seventh grade, so technically I couldn't be an intern <laughs> because I was 15. <laughs> so basically, I would go every single day with their the youth pastor— and I would go to his house and I would work on his house. Um, You know anything about a 15 year old with a power drill? Um, You lose batteries really, 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 really quick because all they do is just hit the trigger a thousand times. And I learned that I had a passion for youth ministry. Um, I felt a calling when I was traveling on their little youth ministry. They I did human videos, I spoke. I traveled to Hamilton, Alabama to the Ramp School of Ministry and I spoke in front of them. Um, I got a scholarship there, but God wasn't calling me there. So out of uh, high school, now me and Dylan, uh, we go to Southeastern University. Woop woop. And I was saying woo woo for Dylan. Yeah, woo woo for, for Dylan. The blazes, for, for whatever Dylan. that means. Um, but something I always carried with me is my friendships and. Throughout ministry, me and Dylan, if you know anything about me, as I'm a big boy, I played football. And what's funny is Dylan was across from me, and he was always in the dirt. Um, (laughs) I was about to say, you're about to throw Dylan under the bus. He hates when I tell that story, but... Every time, every time you tell that story. I didn't know he was behind me. He's scary. Uh, But going through high school and not having a good friend... um, you go to youth ministry, you see him once, you may see him on Sunday, but when you have a friend go with you throughout your like high school career into college, and now you're serving on the same team with a guy, and you have each other's back, there is a brotherhood that comes with that. And through church now is we hang out all the time. We talk about ministry all the time. And to see the growth that you have when you travel throughout junior high, Going into high school, because a lot of youth, they kind of fade away from that season. And to have that built-in, like, I have your back, you have mine, to go forward in life is the strongest thing I think I've ever had. Except for my relationship with Tori. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Close. Uh, Close second. Close second. It was, there was a line. I hit it, and I backed <laughs> off. <laughs> but... My childhood has always been youth. And I went into college with the mindset, I'm going to be a worship pastor. And then I forgot that I'm afraid of singing. <laughs> Guess where I didn't go. And then I moved into a season of, hey, I've always been called into youth. I wanted to be a youth worship pastor. Have you ever seen a youth worship pastor? It's usually the worship pastor going to the youth. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't want to be that high. And I said, God, what am I going to do? And there was this season of about six months where God was like, I have called you i needed you to have a purpose and i needed you to be okay with the calling of being a low-paid pastor having a lot of result of youth ministry and being crazy but i needed you to be okay with that and when you were okay with that now i have the calling that was set for you but you had to be obedient and now i'm doing graphics and photography and sound and sitting on with on wednesdays with sean learning I literally have no clue what we're learning right now. Something, what, compression? Yeah. Well, I thought it was composition, but that's an English word, (laughs) I think. Uh, But to have that brotherhood and to have Sean to grow with and to be guided, it is a wild thing. So that's all I can say. So how would you say, like...
0: So as you got into press, because yeah. Tori kind of ratted you out, you didn't like me very much. No, I want to hear. Lie, no. I want to hear a little more about this, so that you can clear my name, because yeah, so people think I did something, and I'm like, I didn't
4: do anything to you. So I want to, yeah, I want to hear about this. It started from the first words. So, previous to Tori was helping Dylan on the worship team, and I got a paid internship in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. If you know where that is, good, because I didn't. Through that whole season, I was away from Tori for three months, and the signal with AT&T in Cape Jordan, Missouri, was like a pebble rolling down a hill. It was not that good. (laughs) And the whole season of me going there, I had one mindset, one mindset, and Tori was like, yo, this Sean guy, I met him like, I don't know, one time, Dylan helped me sing, and I was like, okay, stay safe, I don't know who Sean is. And I came back, and it was like, I don't know, a week. And he was like, hey, you want to come to worship practice with me? And I was like, I don't got nothing better to do. So I came, and he walked up to me. He was like, hi, I'm Sean. I went, yikes. Hi, I'm Spencer. I had my hoodie up. It was cold. I don't know why it was so cold. It was the winter. Like, it was probably November. Yeah, I guess you're right. No, it would be in August. It was like summer still. No. I came back August 19th. It's your story. I'll let you tell it. Thank you. And I was like, I don't know who this joker is, but he better— yikes. He better stop that right now because that's not like, he came a little too hard. I don't like that. Like, you gotta stay. There's a line. If, you're, if your identity and my identity clash... Did I cross um, your line? Yeah, bro, that's false start okay. in fantasy. Okay, okay. Yeah, he, he's gonna lose today, but that's fine. Um, but I didn't, there was this interaction of, I don't know this joker. He's not the mentor. He's not the people I grew up with. I'm not gonna trust him. And throughout this whole process of finally coming a little bit of out into the press world and serving a little bit and talking with Sean a little bit there was this mindset of this guy's not out to harm me he's he's not out to come at me and and to put me in a place of I'm not going to use my gifts I'm not going to use what God's made me for he's just going to beat me down because for the last couple of mentors I've had guys come into my life and they've left because oh they don't have time for me anymore. They don't have time to sit with me and talk with me. And now I have this two guys, because I don't really see CR that much. I talk to them. But Jason, if you want to know something about Jason, he will keep you humble in ping pong. He came up to me on Wednesday and he goes, yo, you want to get beat in ping pong? I put down the laptop, and this dude whooped me 1 to 21. I got whooped, long key. I was bad. And to have those guys to take time. To sit down and grow a gift or grow into the man of God you want to be and to teach you things, that is what's special. Because I've, when I went to Cape Girardeau, Missouri for three months, I walked in. I literally parked my car, walked up to the pastor, and he goes, yo, you need to go clean my pool. I was like, yo, I didn't can't even breathe. No nap? Eight-hour drive, and I got to clean your pool now? Okay. So I stayed through this whole process, but now I'm here, and I'm like, Sean's not going to ask me to do something I'm not comfortable with. He's going to let me breathe. He's going to. Push me through it because you have to encourage somebody to keep going. Without encouragement, you're just going to sit there in the dirt like Dylan did. Ooh, got him. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) That's going to be a good one for the rest of the day, I'm not going to lie. But there was this process of Sean slowing me down because I was, like Tori said, I was an extroverted person. I was doing. I don't believe you. (laughs) Wow, Sean. (laughs) Killed my vibe once again. Uh, But this whole process of slowing me down because I was going a mile a minute. If it wasn't for Tori in high school, I would have never graduated because what did she do? She slowed me down and gave me all the test answers. sorry. She was the teacher's helper. It's okay. It's okay. But to Sean to sit with me every single Wednesday and was like, Hey, I'm here. I'm ready. I will teach you what you want to know. And Out of everything I say is the first time I met him, I'm a big photography person. That's what my degree is in. That's what I love doing. If you don't see me behind a camera, I'm probably behind an iPad running sound on a Sunday morning. And Sean was like, hey, I have all these presets for Lightroom. If you don't know what Lightroom is, it is a photo that you can edit stuff. He gave me in total, I would say about $50 worth of presets. We have no clue. But for him to, he doesn't have to give me that. He doesn't have to take his time he doesn't have to give up his time he doesn't have to take me to golfing he doesn't have to do anything but he wants to to build the next generation he wants to pour into the next generation because after y'all we're the next generation there's a generation after us there's a generation after them and it's like to think about the ladder that goes down if you're at the top of the ladder there's only one way down it's down you have to get off of it and you have to let the next person go higher than you and to have that mentality of Hey, I know what Spencer wants to do, and I know what Spencer can do, so I'm going to push him to be the best Spencer he can be. And throughout that, with you, Sean, and CR, that's the best thing. I know lunch at Bob Evans was great. The BLT was phenomenal. But it's like that poaching. I don't think it's poaching. Tori, you use too big of a word. I can't even spell that word. <laughs> and to sit there and say, hey, I care about you so much, you don't have to serve. I want you to come and attend. So that you're spiritually fed, you're spiritually filled, and you're spiritually ready to sit on a stage because of the church hurt we've been through. If it wasn't for that, we would have never been on the stage. Like Tori said, we took an, a year gap of going to church. We were watching church online, but halfway through, we just turn it off and turn on Netflix. I'm going to be honest. Clarify it real quick. It's without that push, without that give, there would have been nothing. So to have somebody have your back and to hold you up when you are down... That's the best thing could have happened at Press Church for me and Tori. Awesome.
0: Can we give Tori and Spencer just a round of applause here? A little bit about their story, and it's um, it's it, hopefully you guys know that each one of you play a part in creating this this environment. Um, I am fortunate that I have a job that allows me to spend time with young people or people in general. Um, but you, you make a difference in how you react to them on a Sunday morning, or how you interact, I should say, <laughs> on a Sunday morning, how you, the words that you say. And I, I know, and I can speak for a, a lot of the young people here, that um, it means a lot for you to care about them. Um, and, and that's something that's really important. So Tori, Spencer, thank you guys for sharing a little bit. Let's give them another round of applause. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Stories like that, that I know encourage me, uh, and I've got a little bit of time here that I just wanna share a little bit uh, in in the same vein of of what we just talked about, but I care about giving room for the next generation. I care about creating environments where people in general can grow. Um, And it means a lot to actually see um, people embracing that and growing because of that. Uh, If you take a look on a Sunday morning and maybe you notice, maybe you don't. In pretty much almost every area of, of ministry on a Sunday morning, we have people of all different ages. Um, if you look on the stage, we've got high schoolers, junior hires playing. We've got people in the back who are running slides and video that are uh, junior high, high school, young adults. We have people who help impress kids. I don't know if you know this, but like some of our youth, almost every week are in helping in our press kids area. And I think it's so beautiful to see that, that those layers of people Uh, stepping into just doing ministry together, being together, not just coming and partaking, but like actually doing something. I've got a a quick, almost devotional thought for you that I do want to share. And it's around three guys in scripture, one named Paul, one named Barnabas and one named Timothy. I don't know if those names mean anything to you, but their relationship, not quite yet. You can cut that one for a second. Sorry, Um, their relationships with each other is uh, the important part. A lot of times you may know the the name Paul. It's like he wrote a lot of the New Testament, uh, fairly well known. Timothy, it's like, oh, I think he's got a couple books in there, right? And then you've got Barnabas, who you may not be as familiar with if you haven't read through Acts. Um, But each of these guys and their relationships represents something that I think is very valuable in the church space. Um, And you can put up that slide now. With Paul, you have Paul who is the mentor Barnabas, who is the faithful friend and Timothy, who I call the up and comer. And with each of these three guys, you'll see that one, no matter what your age, God can use you. But also you can see that we need people in our lives. Uh, And so I'm going to talk through these three guys real quick and give one kind of uh, nugget to take with us. But I want to start with Barnabas in Acts nine. We see um, one of the first interactions with Paul and Barnabas. And I don't know if you fully know the story of Paul, but before he started following Jesus, he persecuted uh, Christians. He actively persecuted the church. And in, in Acts chapter nine is where we see this interaction. Paul has just converted and all the other Christians are scared of him. Still, they're like, we don't want this guy. We don't want this guy around. He's 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 not good. We don't trust it. And Barnabas was one of the first people to stand up for Paul. And we see that in Acts 9 verses 26 and 27. I want to read that here. It says so uh, yet yeah, 926 and 27 It says when he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they are all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple, but Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul, this is, his name was Saul, a Gentile named Paul, so we call him Paul. Anyways, it's the same guy. So Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So here we see it up front. We get a sense of the character of Barnabas, willing to put himself in an uncomfortable position to, to stand up, to, to be willing to stand up for Paul. I don't think we can grasp the weight of this like if you knew there was somebody in our town that had actively gone around persecuting Christians like it's like hey this guy's been going to churches and he'd been doing it for years and then you heard oh well actually he converted to Christianity he's, he's a follower of Jesus now and he's going to be coming to church next week how would that make you feel like you, you, you might not come if, if you're a gun owner, you might be packing, right? You might be like, I'm not taking any chances. Like it would, it would make you feel a certain way. And here we have Barnabas willing to stand up in, in, in light of this guy who had actively persecuted Christians. He was willing to stand up for him. And then as you read through acts, you get to see both Paul and Barnabas. They actually went out on ministry together. They spent a year in Antioch together and you see if you continue to read their experiences of of doing ministry together and Barnabas continuing to be this this faithful friend this friend who's there to encourage and be with him. There's a consistency with Barnabas there's a grace with Barnabas and you you get a good picture of this because it might be acts 13 I can't remember exactly there's a point at which Barnabas and Paul actually get in an argument. They disagree on who they should take with them to do ministry. And so Paul ends up going and taking Timothy. Barnabas goes off and takes John Mark and they kind of have a split. But yet, if you continue to read, you see later in Acts, they come back together and they're actually fighting together for the gospel. And what's very interesting to see this, there's this consistency with Barnabas that so Paul's looking at John Mark and he was mad cuz John Mark left them at some other point and Paul's like I'm not dealing with this this is too important we can't use John Mark and Barnabas was willing to say no I think we need John Mark he did the same thing with John Mark that he did with Paul he gave him a chance he stood up for him and I think how important that is to have somebody to have that that Barnabas in your life that's consistent that's willing to give you grace with Paul and Timothy we, we see a different interaction uh, in Acts chapter 16 we see Paul uh, meeting Timothy and from that first moment you see this relationship we get begin and you see Paul noticing a calling in Timothy he notices something he recognizes something and he calls Timothy to come join him and this is the beginning of their time together this mentoring process of Paul to Timothy and Timothy learning and growing in his calling. Later down the road, we see the the books of First and Second Timothy, and you see Paul encouraging Timothy. In First Timothy uh, four, verse twelve and thirteen, we see a fairly well known verse. In this, he's saying to Timothy, "Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young." He says, "Be an example to all believers in what you say and what you live, in your love, in your faith, in your purity." Until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers, and teaching them. So from a distance, we have Paul continuing to encourage him, reminding of him: hey, don't, don't let them look down on you. I know you're young. Don't let them look down. Continue to read the scriptures. Continue to teach. Continue to encourage. And so from a distance, Timothy uh, Paul is still mentoring him. And then in second Timothy 1, verses 3 through 7. You see Paul giving this kind of heartfelt thing. He says, Timothy, I thank God for you, the God I serve with a clear conscience just as my ancestors did. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted, and I will be filled with joy when we are together again. I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love, and self-discipline. Can you imagine, like, and some of us have people in our lives that are like this, but somebody who's willing to, to really share with you how thankful they are for you and remind you, hey, you have been called to something. God is doing something in you. Don't don't let that go fan it into flame continue to do this and he encourages him and he's there and so in these three men we see these relational components that I think are are great um, frameworks for us as a church and so this is my my one point as we are starting close today be a Barnabas seek a Paul and support a Timothy be a Barnabas seek a Paul support a Timothy be that encouraging friend be that person that even when somebody else might be not talking the greatest about they can come up and support them seek a mentor find somebody who's been where you are and for some of us be that mentor be willing to speak into somebody and last support a Timothy Who's the up-and-comer? Who's the person that that you sense or you see a calling? Be willing to support that. And what's really cool about all this, it's not really age-restrictive. You could be all three at the same time. You could be a mentor to somebody while also seeking a mentor for yourself. There's always a generation under, you may be somebody who's a little older and lived a lot of life, Who's that person underneath you that you need to mentor? Who's that that person you need to be there? At the same time, who is the friend that you need to be? Always be looking. I think if we have intentionality for these things, we will continue to see leaders grow. We'll continue to see young adults step up in their calling. We'll see kids who who are given an environment where they say, you know what, I can be taken seriously. I have these passions, and I have people around me that are willing to, to care for me. That's beautiful. And then we get to see stories of people like Tori and Spencer who are like, wow, you actually care for me, for me. Not for what I can give, but because you care about me. And it's not just me or the pastors who who do that, it's all of you. It's you guys being willing to step into those roles, being a Barnabas, seeking a Paul, supporting a Timothy, you get to play a part in that and so i I hope that that you see that this is something that we really care about as a church there there's even in terms of like people being on stage there's other musicians in this church that aren't playing because they're giving room for other people to play I'm gonna call out like CR. Myself and CR, we come from the music industry. We used to play. CR could get up here and play any instrument on stage. And you do it just as good, if not better, probably better. And we have great musicians, but we care. We vow, that's a value for us to see them given a space to grow and flourish. And sometimes it's messy. It would almost be boring if it wasn't right give that space give that room support people who are have a passion and have a calling that's what we want to see here if you didn't receive the elements as you came in we're going to be taking communion here if you didn't receive those can you raise your hand we can give you some elements if you weren't if you didn't grab them as we do communion today, the, the one word that I put was unifying. I put the word unifying. We're in this series one another, we're talking about community, we're talking about how to deal with each other, what we wanna see, how we wanna grow. And I think one of the beautiful things about communion is the unifying element of it. We've got, I said this with our, our, our team, before service you've got people different ages different races different backgrounds different experiences and yet we all can come together and 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 take the elements and and remember and celebrate what this means for each of us and so if you haven't got the elements out let's let's take the take the bread similar to to this room the disciples weren't all the same they came from some different different backgrounds different ideas if you read the scriptures they argued from time to time and yet at that that table they were the same and today we're the same as, we're the same as churches all over the world who are potentially taking communion today and we're the same in that we recognize that we have a need that we could not fill ourselves. That no matter how good we are, we can't be good enough. And we have a God who cares about us so much. that He said Jesus to, to die on the cross for us and raise again. And, and today we get to remember that, we get to celebrate what that means for us. And so let's take the bread and be thankful for for the body that was broken for us. Let's take. That same night, he took the cup of wine. He said, this is my blood, which has been shed you and let's be thankful and let's celebrate what this means for us not forgetting let's remember and together all of us unifying around the hope that we have because of the sacrifice that jesus made for us let's take God, we thank you for all the ways that you are working in our lives, in this church. We thank you for the sacrifice that you made. We thank you for your love for us, your grace for us. God, I pray that that today we remember what we are unified around, not political preferences, not where we live, the likes that we have, the sports teams we follow, God, but that we are unified because of you and what you've done for us and this recognition that we need you. God, I pray that we each would would take seriously this, this desire of, of being a church that cares about growing leaders, that cares about the next generation, that cares about our kids, that cares about uh, creating a space that, that gifts and talents and abilities can be nurtured and matured and grown. And I pray that we would each step into that. God, we, we love you and we thank you, and it's because of you that we do all this. May you be honored in this time. We love you. It's your name we pray, amen. I'm gonna invite you to stand and join us as we continue in a time of worship.